Hi guys, welcome to Chemo Glow, where the glow doesn't define me, I define the glow. My guest on this podcast is definitely defining her glow. A while back, I jotted down this amazing quote that said, make peace with the worst case scenario. And when you do, then you can fight with a free heart. Africa is doing just that. She's making healing her bread. I hope you guys enjoy this amazing podcast with this amazing woman. I'm grateful that she took the time out to sit and talk to me and talk to you guys about her journey. Take it in. Peace. guys welcome to chemo glow where the glow doesn't define me i define the glow my guest tonight is so special i think you have been knowing my sister for over 20 years maybe am i telling my age definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. that long right mine too yeah younger than me Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, my guest today is Miss Africa Moore. I'm so excited to have you on. Please introduce yourself. Uh, well, my name is Africa Moore. I am 46 years old. I am a wife and I am a mother of three children. And my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is keeping me alive keeping me blessed and keeping me thankful. And I'm so blessed to be here with you today. Oh my goodness. I am so grateful that you are on my podcast. Like I have been talking about getting you on, but I was like, I got to make sure it's the right time. And then we had this <laughs> wonderful conversation. You was like, yes, <laughs> a couple of Most weeks back. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, before we start with, you know, talking about this thing that we both have in common, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your life before you were diagnosed. What were you doing at the time? Uh, before I was diagnosed, uh, I was writing. I am a writer. Mm -hmm. uh, my life was filled with family, church, work. I work. Uh, in Cumberland County school system. I've been working there in the Cumberland County school system for since 2003. It's been almost 19 years now. Um, love dancing, love working out, very active and just enjoying life, enjoying my life. Very blessed. Because yeah. I met you through my sister because of dancing. Yes. You guys used to have, what was the name of your group, your dance well, oh my goodness. We danced up under Maceo Escaline. Yes. At Pebble State. State. Yes. And I met your sister in high school, though, because she was a cheerleader for Westover High School. And I was a cheerleader for Terry Sanford High School. And we would see each other. Uh huh. And we just knew each other uh, by our faces. Then when we went to college, we got together under Maceo Escaline, the FSU dancer dance company. And from then on, we were lifelong friends. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> we are yeah. telling our age, but I'm glad to have another yeah. year. So I will take that. Birthdays are so important. So, important. so I seen your lovely husband as we were, you know, setting up earlier. And you guys have been married for how many years now? It's been 23 years. 23 years. Three years of wedded bliss. I saw him in high school walking down the hallway. I was the aggressor. (laughs) (laughs) Not you. (laughs) And I was so smitten. And thanks be unto the Lord. He is mine. I am his. And just so grateful. I've been very blessed. My companion is wonderful. My husband is best friend confidant, lover, everything. (laughs) I've seen that. I've been in your presence. I've been in your husband's presence. You always talk about him. I was on your Zoom. Was it your Zoom birthday that he surprised you with? Yes, yes. Uh, May 16th, uh, yes. 2020, and you were there. I was so happy to see you and your sister. Uh, yes, that, I, I was so surprised. He you did were. a lot. I'm <laughs> one of those people. I have tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. So he was talking to people on the phone, talking to one of my, my friends who was actually in charge of the party. He put in charge of the party. I had no idea he was talking to anyone or yeah, uh, you know, arranging this party at all, and he counted on that too. He said I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> even when you came vision. into the room and you were looking at the the computer, you were like, "What? What?" And then you turned around and was like, ah, "It took you like thirty seconds to realize that we." Yes, <laughs> yes. I didn't know, but boy, was that a sweet surprise. That was one of the best birthday moments mm-hmm. I, I ever had. So thankful I, to see so many people who love me. And the fact that it was on Zoom yeah. didn't take away from it. It no. actually, the fact that people were willing to use technology to connect yeah. with me meant so much. It was just the best. It was the best. It was a special yeah. day. It was yes, a special was. day. <laughs> So now that we have a little background about how we met, how your life was right before, Mm -hmm. tell me how you were introduced to the glow. When I mean that, I Mm -hmm. mean that day that you received that call or how did it go for you? Well, I was one of those people who didn't really take it seriously at first. Mm-hmm. I felt a lump in my left breast and for, I would say about five or six months, I did mm-hmm. nothing and I wrote it off as being nothing. Mm-hmm. And eventually uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, I was at work and he, uh, the Holy Spirit just shook me to mm-hmm. go a teacher who was in charge of our nursing class. She was a real nurse and he had the Holy Spirit guided me over to her classroom. Uh, and I met with her later on in the day where she checked me. And after getting a tongue lashing, mm-hmm. <laughs> she stayed on me until I contacted my regular physician who put me in with uh, this, my surgeon who took me, I'm sorry, let me go back. 
Okay. Who sent me for another mammogram. I had had one other mammogram because uh-huh. I was 39 at the time. I okay. had had a mammogram before. Was Nothing was there. But when I went this time, um, they sent me to a specialist. Um, and I was told that I had uh, in situ carcinoma. Okay. So I had it in, it was localized. It was in a milk duct. It was in one place. And I had no, I didn't really have any fear Mm -hmm. at the time. Didn't have any fear. Uh, Just went with it. I Mm -hmm. I believed at the time that I was going to be okay. Uh, I just didn't allow the enemy to mess with me with that one. The second one time was different. The second one was different. Well, on your first one, let's go back. Yes. Your mm-hmm. first time. Yes. So you called your physician. They set up a mammogram yes. um, through, through that mammogram. They did. Mm-hmm. They then said, hey, this is going to be what type of treatment? What was your your treatment plan for for that? I was advised that since it was localized, I was told that the best form of treatment would be a mastectomy. OK. And. At the beginning, I was advised uh, that, well, I asked myself, I asked, I said, Mm -hmm. okay, if I choose to do this, what are the odds of it reoccurring in my other breasts? And I was told there was a 50-50% chance. Mm -hmm. And uh, my doctor, uh, I asked him, So what if it was your sister or your mother? What would you advise them to do? And he said, I would suggest that you do both. Mm -hmm. Now, I was as crazy as it sounds. I was prepared in my mind to do mastectomy of one breast. But the thought of doing both, especially when my other one had no concern, Mm -hmm. uh, that was really tough because it felt like I was giving a family member a death sentence. The one that had the cancer in it, it was like, okay, this family member betrayed me. This family member is trying to kill me. I got to get rid of it. But the other one had done no wrong. It had Mm -hmm. been with me, been with me since I was around 11 when I started (laughs) playing. So that was tough. I I did a lot of praying and, Mm -hmm. Uh, the that same week, later on in that week, my husband, we pulled up to our house and my husband said, I have something to suggest. He said, please don't be angry with me. And I was like, OK, what is it? And he said, I think you should do the double bilateral mastectomy. And when he said that, it was confirmation to me. I yes. let him know. I said, I've been praying about it. I've been leaning towards that that way. So. That gave me the ammunition. Okay, let's do it. Let's go ahead and get both removed. And I'm very grateful and thankful that the Lord led me to that that decision. Despite what ended up happening later, I know that 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 was good for me. I know it was good for me. So your first time you had surgery, did you have any other course of treatment? No, uh, they said just because it was only localized in that one small area, that Mm -hmm. that was all that I would need and follow up, uh, follow up appointments. 
exposed okay, him seeing me and continued uh, continuing to see the um, oncologist. Um, did you take any medication afterwards? No, ma'am, I didn't. I okay. wasn't. No, ma'am, I did not. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that, you had your surgeries. Mm-hmm. You you were on your way. And yes. what happened next? Well, again, I, I always have to lead back to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I happen to be standing in front of the mirror one morning about to get dressed for work after taking a shower. And I placed my hand on my right side in between my neck and my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I say that was the Lord because who does that? There was no twitch. There was no pain. There was no reason for me to do that except for the Holy Spirit to let me know something wasn't right. And when I Mm -hmm. touched that area, I felt a lump that felt very weird. I Mm -hmm. I knew something wasn't right. Um, I, this time, however, I did a lot better than the first time. Uh, we had a family reunion that weekend and one of my aunts is a radiologist. And after asking my mom to feel it that weekend, she Mm -hmm. said, well, let's get the aunt to test, to touch it too. So she came over and she said, Hmm, she said, well, you lift what you lift weights, correct? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, maybe it's a blood vessel that's popped, just something going on. Maybe it's a a bruising or swelling. But Mm -hmm. she said, I suggest that you call your doctor immediately when we get back home. That was on a Saturday night. So Monday morning, I called my oncologist that morning and they called me in that week. So I was set up very quickly to come back and for him to, um, for him to, uh, check me out and send me uh, send me to get another uh, to get a biopsy. Okay. Yes. So during that and now when you say that you lifted you were lifting weights, people don't Mm -hmm. know you were not playing when it came to fitness. No. (laughs) So (laughs) I started out working out with my husband uh, just for health, re- just for, I was getting, I was fat. I yeah. was just, I was fat <laughs> and you probably can't tell, but I'm short. You can't tell now because I'm sitting down, but I'm pretty <laughs> short. So weight on me, it, it creeps like really, really fast. So uh-huh. I, uh, it's been some years, probably around 2003 or four, me and my husband just started working out together. Mm-hmm. We started working out and that has been going on for years. We work out at least five days a week. We get up early in the morning and start our day with mm-hmm. working out. After I had my time with the Lord. Yes. <laughs> I have to do that first. You got to have your that, time with the uh, Lord. You're working out. And you're so, working yes. out. So being yes. healthy is very important to you. Yes. Very it's important. Very important. Yes, it okay. is. Yes, it is. So um, a, lo- a, yes. a lot of it people helps. think. Just, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, my that was one of the things that my oncologist shared with me the first uh, in getting through uh, the double bilateral mastectomy, my recovery time. Mm-hmm. It was the roughest 
time of my life. But due to my exercise regime, I recovered really well. I recovered very well. He said, you know, if you weren't working out the way you you were, this would have mm-hmm. been a lot tougher for you to get, get through. So I do thank God for that. I thank God. And, and I know that to be true and, and yes. fighting and pushing myself forward because I do that anyway with my exercise that just came mm-hmm. in second nature to me. Okay. You can't lay in the bed all day. Okay. You got to get up. Okay. You got to walk. My body mm-hmm. was, even though I was in pain, my body was also craving what it was used to. And that's movement and exercise. So yes. I am a stickler for that. And it Killing also Killing through exercise. Mentally, yes. physically. Yes. We just had a chemo glow live and it was healing through exercise. And yes. I know because of of the Get Real and Hill program mm-hmm. at Chapel Hill, it's mm-hmm. all about exercise. But I was so much more clearer. You know, yes. I was able to bounce back from the multiple surgeries that mm-hmm. I had. And yes. um, I was even working out when I was eight months pregnant there. Wow. I was down that hill. <laughs> but it made me feel so much better. So yes. a lot of people are like, well, I'm healthy. I work out. Mm-hmm. I do this. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand. Mm-hmm. You still have to listen to your body. Yes. When something yes. says move. You need to pay attention yes, to it. So I really get what you're saying because mm-hmm. it was someone that I met at the coffee house and they were talking mm-hmm. about mammograms and they mm-hmm. said, you're not going to get one. And I said, yeah, I'm going to get one. I heard mm-hmm. her say it and I was determined mm-hmm. and I was only 36. Had I wow. not done that, mm-hmm. by the time I would have had a mammogram, I was at 40. Right. So Correct. there was something there. And I even said, Miss Jeanette, mm-hmm. I'm going to get my mammogram and I'm going to call you like I was doing something for her. And she was like, just go do it. <laughs> <laughs> just go do it. And little and did I so know that conversation did. saved my life. Yes. So, yes, ma'am. Yes, so ma'am. your second time after mm-hmm. going back and you, mm-hmm. ha- you received the biopsy, mm-hmm. how did that go? What was well, next for you? The day before Hurricane Matthew, it was uh, in October. Uh, the Lord, uh, I was already prepared. Mm-hmm. I knew. I just, I just had this knowing that it was mm-hmm. back. Um, there was no real alarm for me at that time, mm-hmm. in particular. My whole thought process was, how am I going to share this with my family again for the second mm-hmm. time? Um, again, we it was a rainy day because it was the day before the hurricane. So rain was just starting to come in on that Friday. And we went to see the oncologist. And I'm, as a patient, you get pretty comfortable with the lingo, but my Mm -hmm. sweet husband was not. So (laughs) as my oncologist is explaining to me what the lingo is, and I could tell by the expression on his face Mm -hmm. already that it was uh, the results he had to share with me weren't going to be positive. My husband sat there and was clueless to what he was saying until I turned to him and I said, sweetheart, I said, honey, it's back. My, the yeah. cancer is back. 
And my husband was shocked. He was totally shocked. Uh, My oncologist was upset. I could tell by the way he was looking at me. He's a very emotional. He's very attached to his patients. And I love Mm -hmm. that about him. Um, So we went home that evening and we just dealt with it between the two of us for a little while before we were able to share with the rest of the family. And then, uh, you know, I spoke to my girlfriend, Sharon, who is your (laughs) twin sister. Uh, (laughs) And um, that was the first time we decided to go for a second opinion. Okay. Um, And I also have to bring in uh, two people who were monumental also in Mm -hmm. uh, my support system, my apostles, MK and DA Braxton of uh, Bell Prism Christian Center. Uh-huh. Uh, I shared the news with my pastors who prayed with me and for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my girlfriend, one of my my sister-in-law, I'm sorry, shared with me, Africa, you most definitely need to go for a second opinion. You need to go to Chapel Hill. Yes. She actually had a dream where she was telling me, you have to go to Chapel Hill. And the next day she was on the phone with me just so adamant, go for a second opinion. Um, I did Sharon share with was my on the phone with me here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did share with my oncologist here that I was going to Chapel Hill for a second opinion. He was very supportive. He said, I agree. He said, I want to make sure that what I'm doing, that they agree with it. Anything yes. else I need to do? And he said, I'm here for you. Whatever they need, they can, I will send the information over. So I'm very uh, thankful for that. Um, and of course, the first time we went, we just went. We didn't call ahead. We just we just left. We yeah. left Fayetteville and drove there, got ourselves in, in the system, and then we came back. And that's when we were able to share with you about the date for me mm-hmm. to back um, after some tests to get the second opinion. And of course you were there for that. Yeah. And Sharon, you know, you talk <laughs> about your, your support system. The first time yes. that you had to tell your family, Hey, mm-hmm. this is what's going mm-hmm. on. Those people mm-hmm. that you just mentioned, they were there mm-hmm. the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who mm-hmm. told them? Did you tell them? Did your husband tell them? Did you tell them together? How did you express to your family the first time? The first time my I, I was pretty forthcoming. Um, there was an issue going on with my daughter. My parents are very, very hands on with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of stressing me out. <laughs> to kind of tell you the truth. So I had to come out, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. I can't mm-hmm. deal with this and that. It was other yes. things uh, that were being brought to my attention that I didn't have the energy to deal with at the time. So uh, it kind it may not have came out as delicate as you would think that it did <laughs> uh, because it was a kind of stressful time at the time. Yeah. But uh, I shared, I was the one who shared it with my mom. Uh, My mom was the filter for my dad and my sister and my brother because I did not want to continue rehearsing it over and over again. 
And I Mm -hmm. knew she would be a good person to do that. So, and that's happened a lot. (laughs) I did that with my husband. I didn't realize that he was the one being the mouthpiece um, Uh because I didn't want to rehearse it. I didn't want to say it. I couldn't say it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't write it. And then people wanted to to say it and then cheer me on and send me pink stuff. And I was like, no, because the first time I was mad, you know, I was Mm -hmm. mad, mad, mad. And I was just Uh like, I had to ingest it myself and I had to work on, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm newly engaged, planning a wedding, doing those things. But I could not get the words out. And when you yeah. got a lot going on, the last thing you're you're finally like, look, I can't. I'm this is going yes. on and this is what I need to focus focus on. Yeah. So I wanted to ask yes. how yes. you handle telling the second time in the this well, the first time. And the second time, mm-hmm. I remember my mm-hmm. sister calling me and she was like, Regina, yeah. you have to call Africa. You have to. And mm-hmm. I said, This is what mm-hmm. I need you to do. Because mm-hmm. I know how I felt when I heard it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, I haven't had a reoccurrence. And mm-hmm. so I can't imagine what you're feeling like right now. Mm-hmm. I said, but mm-hmm. if you can get her and her husband to agree to come to the house, yes. you know, my sister's I house, I said, <laughs> yes. that's how I can talk to him because I need to look at her and her husband, yes. Dana, because yes. you don't you yes. don't go anywhere without the love of your life. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So I had to talk to you guys together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought um, that time was so special. It, it was very special. It was very. You broke through. Uh, I didn't realize it, but I had this armor around me where I I knew what I was dealing with, but I wasn't allowing myself to feel what mm-hmm. I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. I had this this shield around me where I I just would not allow myself to go there. Mm-hmm. And when you spoke with us and my I didn't realize my husband was the same way. Mm-hmm. You shattered some things where we could really sit in it. We had to sit in what mm-hmm. our situation was. And nobody wants to sit in a situation of cancer. You don't yes. want to. And earlier that day, we had gone to a parade. There was a, par- a parade earlier that day. Mm-hmm. We went out to eat and we were just coasting along. And you came, you came with this <laughs> sledgehammer. <laughs> And that was the first time that I cried. Yeah. When, when you spoke with us, I had someone who could totally emulate and totally grasp what I was going through. You were mm-hmm. like a mirror to me. So I wasn't able to run away because you were a reflection of what I was going through. So, yes. and I needed that. I needed that. And it's uh, the point where you realize you have to sit in things to deal with them and yeah. that's when God moves yes. and that's when all of the different feelings started crashing down on me mm-hmm. um, and it may sound negative but it was good because I had to go through those emotions uh, and to, to ask God for what I needed I, 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 I needed to have a, a place of structure 
there's structure in that, even though it sounds like chaos is not. I had to go through the emotions of what I was going through because it was kind of like I was just tunnel vision, Mm -hmm. just going straight, not allowing myself to go there. Um, So I was really open at that time to also let the Lord do what he needed to do in me. And Mm -hmm. when we went to Chapel Hill, thanks be to God, you came with us. That was really when the fear, like I said before, my first diagnosis, I was okay. Did I Mm -hmm. like what I was going through? No. Uh, Having a bilateral mastectomy was like death. It's, oh God, it was awful. But I just knew that I was going to get through it and then I was going to go on. What I didn't understand was until you gave me the gift of telling me it's a new way of life, a new way of living. Mm-hmm. And hearing, seeing a doctor in a white coat, like you would see on television, look at you and say, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry you're stage four, that you're incurable. Uh, all we, I mean, we'll try. It's not really anything we can do. That, that I will never forget that day. I, I will so many reasons because there was some good in that too. And so let's back up. We had mm-hmm. the moment in Fayetteville at my sister's mm-hmm. house, sitting yes. in my old bedroom, mind you. Um, <laughs> we're sitting there and you, even on the telephone, mm-hmm. when I would talk to you before, you're right. Mm-hmm. You had something up. Yes. And I, I needed to see your face because yes. I had someone like that for me, where once mm-hmm. I seen her face and mm-hmm. I knew that she was walking that with me, yes. I could trust that what she was saying was nothing that was going to harm me, even though right. I had to sit in it. Yes. Yes. And your husband. Testifying. Yeah. And, and, and having both of you guys and you, you brought your family with you. Like you said, yes. you went to a parade. Mm-hmm. Y'all were coasting. Yeah. And as, we yes. just close until and the next appointment. We're not going to think about that. We're no, just gonna, we're not going to think about that. Yes. Yeah. We're just going to, and th- th- that's, that's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you graciously allowed me mm-hmm. to come with you to Chapel Hill, and I had already mm-hmm. called the behind the scenes at the Chapel Chapel Hill. So who is she seeing? What is this person's name? Because mm-hmm. remember, I wanted to get you in with my oncologist. Yes, yes, I remember. And I was trying to work all that out. And they were like, no, you're in good hands. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. you said, I I remember being the third wheel in there, right? Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. you, your husband, and it's the doctor. And the doctor's Mm -hmm. asking, is it okay for me to stay in? And he was like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's okay for it. Mm -hmm. But I I tried to stay behind the Mm -hmm. scenes of everything as it was unfolding. And... Mm -hmm. I remember the exact words the doctor said. I remember exactly um, when those words left her mouth. You can't take that back. Mm-hmm. Even if mm-hmm. you heard it from your doctor talk. in Fayetteville and you couldn't talk. Right. And your husband mm-hmm. took over. He took mm-hmm. over. He started yeah. asking the questions. And then when I mm-hmm. seen it come to a head, that's when I asked a question. And mm-hmm. then that's when I looked at you. And mm-hmm. I'll let you finish telling your experience sitting in that room. <laughs> I remember fear came on me so strong, like I've never experienced mm-hmm. 
that I felt like my body, I was having an out-of-body experience. And I know that may sound cliche, but that is the only way that I can describe it. And mm-hmm. I immediately have to go, had to go to the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> because I you had jumped to up pee. like fear yeah. makes you just want to pee. And yes. I went to the bathroom, I used it, and you knocked on the door, and I thought it was going to be my husband, but the Holy Spirit sent who I needed at that time. And it was you. And Mm. without asking me any questions, you came in the bathroom, you closed the door and you held me Mm. and you let me cry. You gave me exactly what I needed at that time. There was no one else that would have been able, the Lord handpicked you to do that for me. Mm. And I, I wouldn't have known probably how to get back. I don't know how we got back to the room where my husband was. Mm-hmm. When we got back there, you left giving me time with my husband. I remember I felt like I was about to go down into a hole in the floor. That's I felt yeah. like I was free falling into a hole. And I know that hole was the enemy trying to pull me down into depression and mm-hmm. hopelessness in a way that I can't even, the only way I can describe is to, it was just pure darkness that it seemed like it was sucking the life out of me. And thanks be to God, my husband, I well, Mm. before that, I heard myself, I heard my voice Mm -hmm. yelling no. And I I heard it was like it was someone else, but it was me. I heard Mm -hmm. no, no. And my husband called my name in a way he has never called called it, but that was because it was the Holy Spirit within him calling my name, bringing mm-hmm. me back, lifting me up. And he said, we're going to believe what God said. And our pastors that had prayer with us before we went and yes. said, it's, it's, you're going to be all right. God, mm-hmm. is, God has got you. He's going to heal you. You're not going to die. You're going to live. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he said that, as soon as he reminded me of those words, I took a deep breath. I wiped my face and I said, okay, now does yes. that mean over course in time, I didn't have times where I cried again? Uh, no, I cried a lot. Yes. <laughs> did that mean I never got afraid again? No, but not to that point. Did I ever go back there? And the Lord did not allow me to go back there. And I'm so grateful, so grateful. Um, and then I had to learn that I had to do chemotherapy, which again, the Holy Spirit was sharing a lot of things with me before my oncologist even told me what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. That was the thing that my husband never wanted me to have to experience. And I yeah. pretty much learned why later. <laughs> yeah. Chemotherapy is a beast. It yes. brings you to your knees. Yes. Literally. Yes. And, yes. and, and as you're trying to get up, it's trying to still bring mm-hmm. you down, but it's doing what it needs to. But you feel mm-hmm. like you're near death sometimes. Yes. yes. And but you go through it because I remember explaining to you, OK, chemo, you're going to have these mm-hmm. three days. It's like clockwork. Yes. How it works. Ooh. And, you know, <laughs> and you work in the school system. Yes. And I was like, you need to be masked up. This is before the yes. pandemic. Yes. Yes. And I was like, you need to tell people anybody's going to be sick. 
that they don't come in your office. They yeah. don't do, you know, they can't be around you. Don't be afraid yeah. to excuse yourself because yeah. you're talking about your temple, right? Mm-hmm. Your body. Mm-hmm. You had to take care of it. Yeah. And um, I learned that walking around with a mask, knowing mm-hmm. how chemo was going to affect my body. Mm-hmm. And it, it truly was like clockwork. Yes. Now, Getting your second opinion from UNC mm-hmm. and going mm-hmm. back to your doctor. Did mm-hmm. they collaborate or how did that work? They did. They ended up, they were speaking by phone and mm-hmm. that even made, that made me feel so much better. Yes. They were. And I, I do have to bring this up too. Uh, the way the cancer came back with me was mind boggling to everyone. Okay. Again, my original diagnosis, I only had a uh, carcinoma in situ in one in my left breast. It was just mm-hmm. in a milk duct. It was nowhere else. Well, when it came back, it came back on my right side in the lymph node. And they said, and oh, and I was also told I had cancer in my chest and in my spine originally. Mm-hmm. They were dumbfounded. Uh, They had never seen a case like mine. They took me uh, up in Chapel Hill to see one of their oncologists from New York who Mm -hmm. thought I was an anomaly, who was very excited to uh, allow another doctor to touch me. And they were talking about me as if I was some sort of specimen until my sweet husband stepped in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I say all of that to say when it came back, it came back. There was no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. for why, it, how and why it came back. Um, so my man and woman of God were like, hey, this is the Lord wants to show a miracle what he can do mm-hmm. through you. And thanks be to God, he did. Uh, I remember you speaking with me uh, and I'm so grateful because I've been able to pass it on uh, the things you shared with me about Mm -hmm. chemotherapy before I started. The idea that I would need a special kind of soap or even toothpaste. Yes. I learned that really quickly that even brushing your teeth is painful. It was like someone I was brushing my teeth with a fork. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And I think I even talked about your lady parts. Definitely. Even taking, I am so glad. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Anything that's thin, it is yes. going to, it is going to just thin it out more. Yes. That's the nice way of saying it. And I remember you saying, really? Definitely. I said, <laughs> Look, you, don't find out the hard way like I did. Ex- and the other funny thing with that, with losing mm-hmm. your hair, you don't, you think of the hair on your head. You don't think of hair in your lady parts. Yes. You don't think that. My husband yeah. got a kick out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> the one, like my eyebrows yes. didn't grow back, but everything else decided that it was going to come back with a force. <laughs> I am I'm so grateful that I had, had you to share those things, so many things with me. I remember I used to, you would call me and I would call you. I had your number right up, right there. So that mm-hmm. I could say, hey, Regina, is this supposed to happen? Yeah. Th- that was so wonderful and so freeing to have someone 
to call on, to ask questions. And I just appreciated how open you were. Um, I'm very still grateful that I can still do that. So grateful. And and you're helping Mm -hmm. other women as well. Like Talanya was my person. So I'm happy that Mm -hmm. I'm your person. I'm not happy that we have to share this experience. (laughs) However, I am happy that we're able to share it together and get something out of it. And that's what the glow is about. When I talk about chemo glow, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. how do I define my glow? And you're defining Mm -hmm. yours. You know, Mm -hmm. you just had an experience, if you want to talk about it, um, where you had to go back for another um, scan. Tell us what happened. This was not too long ago. Yes. Right. Uh, The week before, okay, two weeks before Christmas, I went for Mm -hmm. my regular scan that I would normally do. I went in and I have not had a reoccurrence since 2016, thanks be to God. Went in, did my scan like I always do, went to work, and I got a call two hours later. And the funny part was when they called me, I just assumed they were changing a treatment date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am on long-term treatment because my uh, uh, when the cancer reoccurred the second time, it came back so haphazardly. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, I'm on a treatment. So I do a treatment every 21 days, but it's nothing like uh, chemotherapy was. Yeah, uh, I do get fatigued sometimes, but it is nothing to be compared with that. And I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. Um, But this time, again, they called me. I thought they were just changing my treatment date. And the first thing out of their mouths is we see. First, I was told they saw two spots. Yes. On my on my right lung. Uh, But then upon further review, they come back and tell me it was three, two small ones in my right lung and one significant one in my left. And, you know, when. The word significant for a yes. cancer survivor is that's not good. We know what yes. that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I immediately uh, I decided that I was not going to share that day with anyone else except for my husband, um, who I did, waited until the end of the day. I found out mm-hmm. around 12 in the afternoon. I was not going to bother him. And the first thoughts coming to my head was oh my gosh, I don't want I don't want to see the look in my husband's eyes again. Yes. And I again I considered not even telling my husband, but I put myself in his position. And yes. I said if my husband had found out news like this and he did not share it with me, that would that wouldn't be good. So mm-hmm. I waited till he got home and I shared with him and the words out of his mouth again <laughs> were, we're going to believe what God said. You're healed. Mm-hmm. You're fine. And I took a deep breath. I cried for a brief moment and I said, okay, the same mm-hmm. thing happened again. But this time I just, I never went that low, but I had yes. just a little moment and I said, okay, honey. And um, this time I ended up sharing, I shared with my mom again and let her filter it out to my father and my siblings. Um, And I told a close girlfriend Mm -hmm. 
And I kept it, I just kept it under wraps. And through a lot of prayer, this time you would think that I would have been fearful. I was not fearful. The Lord came in right on time. Um, Every day I just kept speaking life to myself, life to Mm -hmm. my lungs. Um, I kept Mm -hmm. repeating scriptures. The Lord hasn't given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Healing is the children's bread. I'm a child of God, so healing is my bread. So no, I'm not accepting this. I kept speaking over my body and the Lord just had me coasting every day. Every day I spoke those words Mm -hmm. until it was time to go for my next scan, the PET scan. I had to go get that done. And thanks be to God. They let me know right before Christmas, nothing, nothing, all clear, all clear. They say, you don't have any spot. We don't see anything. So Jesus did it again. Yes. doing it. And I'm so grateful. I was talking, I called Sharon and she's like, I can't talk to you. I was like, is everything okay? Cause she's crying. She said, I'm crying uh-huh. with Africa, but everything's okay. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to call Africa. Cause anybody know my oh, sister, so she's going to be crying for a minute. And <laughs> when you shared that, I was like, look at God. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Yeah. I've, you yeah. know, healing, you said healing is my bread. Is that what you just yes. said? Heal- yes. Healing is the children's bread. Mm, it belongs mm, to mm. us. Healing mm. belongs to God's children. And mm. not giving into that fear, replacing mm-hmm. it with the word. I also uh, took some notes from my own apostle, my man of God. He said, you know, back in the day, older saints took standing on the word of God literally. They would take their shoes off and stand on their Bibles. And the Lord brought that to me. Mm-hmm. And I opened my Bible to Psalm 91. Mm. And I opened it. I put it on the floor. And like anybody, I respect the Bible and God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I, you know what? I want to stand on this word because you gave this to my apostles. And you just brought it back to my remembrance. While I was praying, the Lord reminded me. Of what uh-huh. my man of God said. And I said, I'm going to do it. I took my socks off. I opened up the scripture on healing and I stood on it. And mm. I said, God, I am standing literally and spiritually on your word. Mm. So I'm trusting in you to take care of this. And that is exactly what he did. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. God is the healer. There's nothing I can do except believe. And that's what I did. And I mm. tell any woman that I, the Lord is blessed to come in my path that is going through this journey like me and you have the word. You have to believe. You have to hold on no matter how dire things get. I, at one point, my second diagnosis, I was given a year to two years to live. That was in 2016. Say it again. We are in 2021. We are going through a and then to the Lord. It's all due to the Lord Jesus keeping me. Yes. Keeping me and strong. I want you to repeat mm-hmm. what you just said because you broke up a little bit. Okay. But you said something about the pandemic. Say that again so I can make sure we have yes, it. Yes. I said, even through a pandemic, mm-hmm. I am still healthy. 
I'm still strong. I have not had to go to the hospital except to get that PET scan to uh-huh. let me know that nothing was there. That is yes. the only time I have been in the hospital at all within the past two years. God has wow. just kept me, kept me strong. I work, I'm back. I work out every morning, still five mm-hmm. days a week, except for uh, this. It was Martin Luther King. Day, so my lord, my husband said we're gonna take off today. <laughs> we're gonna, gonna take eat. one day off. If this is the day, celebration. This is this one right here. I did a little celebration yes. Monday and Wednesday, so I'm excited. <laughs> excited. So, tell yes. me what your but life I'm looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Well, my life, I am just. So, uh, so grateful. I live every day. When I wake up, it's not a normal day. I've -hmm. realized that this gift of life is so precious. And, uh, you know, once I started on this journey, I remember feeling isolated. I felt like Mm -hmm. I was different from other people. And I looked at it as, as terrible as it may sound. It seemed like a negative in a way. Mm -hmm. But I've learned as time has gone on that it is such a blessing that I've come to understand and know how precious life is. It's a gift. And nobody chooses cancer, like we always say. But the result, what I've learned, what I've learned about the strength that God can give, what I've learned about his sustaining power, how he can keep you in your right mind, how he can make a body that feels so weak, strong mm-hmm. again, uh, to look, the skies are bluer to me. I'm sure you can attest yeah. to this. Yes. I pay attention to the birds singing. It's not just, oh, they're waking me. Oh gosh, I'm trying to sleep. And I hear, no, when I hear birds, they're saying, hallelujah. We yes. look at things differently uh, from people who have not had to deal with their own mortality because it is a difference with us. It, it's a mm-hmm. difference, but it have to be a negative, scary difference. It can be a awe. It, it's an awe. Yes. A-W-E. I, I'm in awe of every moment mm-hmm. that God has given me on this journey. And I speak life to myself every day. I know I keep repeating that, but that is that is my life. That's what my life looks like now. Constantly speaking, which is the wide, because that's what's keeping me alive. And that's what's keeping me healthy. And that's what keeps me in hope. Because the enemy has not given up. He has yes. not. He's not given up on wanting to take me out through cancer, through a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, at one point, you know, different side effects, of course, of meds and different things were trying to steal my joy. You know, if I can't get you out of here, I'm just going to make you miserable. That's what the enemy mm-hmm. has tried. But he he's not successful in that because the Lord brings me out of it all. He brings me out of yes. it all. So my life looks and- is one of gratefulness. Yes. It is a life of great For you guys don't know, because I'm going to edit out some of this. <laughs> My little one came in talking about she was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's I want to thank you. Glow, being a mommy. 
Oh my goodness. And looking at you, looking at all of the women that I've met during this as a parent, Mm -hmm. as a wife, the world around you keeps Mm -hmm. going when yours has stopped or when you have tunnel Mm -hmm. vision, right? So I've learned, Mm -hmm. you know, when I have to go get the scans, when I have to go to the mm-hmm. appointments, like in that mm-hmm. moment, my world is stopping and people are still going. And I understand yes. not wanting to interrupt your husband's day in the middle mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know that his life, his day is still going. And yes. uh, when I went to get a biopsy myself, I got in the car mm-hmm. and I had to figure out what exactly I wanted to say to my husband. And it was just that I had to go. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said, can I go with you? Am I going to be able to go with you? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we know how our husbands are, right? When you mentioned that your mm-hmm. honey had to let them know that you're not a specimen. Oh, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. my husband had to let them know, I don't care who else is in this hospital. We talk about this one right here. Mm-hmm. This is what matters. But I also I had so. to understand mm-hmm. the power of research, the power of doctors when they're talking about you. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to be that special when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't know how mm-hmm. this happened. Like, I don't want to be that special, right. even though they're in awe of it, you know? Mm-hmm. All I need you to mm-hmm. do is tell me what's the best course, what's the next treatment. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So before we go, what would you like to say to the listeners that are listening now about listening to that voice? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, your first time you said it took you about five months, six months Mm -hmm. to to Mm -hmm. say. So what would you like to share? I would like to share that the Lord in all of his infinite wisdom gave us our bodies Mm -hmm. and our bodies do certain things to let us know that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. When you have symptoms, when you have something that doesn't feel right, when you, when you have something, you just know intuitively that little voice that keeps speaking to you about your body is the Holy spirit sharing with you. I've learned that we have, there's a reason why symptoms come to let you know that there's an issue that the Lord can heal. He brings it Mm -hmm. to your attention. He's created doctors. He's created meds. He's created certain things and ways uh, to treat those issues that are going on. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a death sentence. It doesn't necessarily have to be my life is over. Things aren't going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to live and have fun anymore. But it's a way of letting you know there's an issue. Stop and take care of yourself. We as women are always, always running, 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 taking care of everybody else. This has taught me that not only is do I have a ministry to my family, my husband, my children, But I myself, this temple that the Lord has blessed me with is my ministry, too. And it's okay to put myself first. Sometimes you have to put yourself first in order to take care 
of those other people, those other things in your life. So that's what I would say. I'd say oh, that. well said. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well said. Africa, <laughs> I am so happy that you joined me tonight. I appreciate your grace. I'm oh. so glad for God's mercy. And like you yes. said, healing is my bread. I think I have the yes. name of this podcast. Remember yes. when I said I don't name the podcast until <laughs> afterwards. But when you said that, I was like, I think that might be the name of this podcast. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. That you is such have a blessing. Been- well, I want to thank you for inviting me on to such a wonderful Chemo Glow, the, the name itself is awesome. You took something that cert- some people may look at as, as a negative and turned it around for your good and to mm. open up uh, this venue for so many people to be touched and educated and to know that they're not alone. Uh, so it has been my honor and my pleasure to be with you. And I mean, it's just so exciting to see where I've been. Even with you being in my journey to this point, we're mm-hmm. still connected. And I yeah. thank God for the connection. I, I do. Thank God. I thank God that Sharon and you seen each other at cheerleading <laughs> games, basketball <laughs> yes, with games. With your cute little skirts on. <laughs> with your cute little skirts on. <laughs> yes. Because yes, that is how we, we, we we're connected now. <laughs> forever connected. Well, yes. I want to thank you so much for, for being everything. on my podcast. I'm looking forward to you being on my live. Yes, I'll let you know when that one's going to come out. I would but guys, to. I definitely want you to know that the glow doesn't define you. You define the glow. So remember, as I keep saying, the glow doesn't define me. I define the glow. I define that walk. So guys, until next time, I will see you on the live. Sound editing is provided by Josh Masters. If you like what you hear, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Connect with Kimo Glow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also find more content at chemoglow.com.